Welcome to another episode of Build Your Authority with me, Fergus Matheson. Today's guest is Samantha Hamilton. Thank you so much for joining me, Samantha. You're very welcome. So, Samantha, could you briefly tell the audience a bit about your book and yourself? Yeah, sure. So I've always I've always loved uh, I've always loved to write uh, right back to being at school. It was kind of like my childhood dream was to become an author one day um, and maybe a, a journalist as well. I've always had like a strong interest in people and what makes them tick, why they do things, um, but also my very sort of creative side as well. Uh, but my life took a very different track when I was a younger person and I experienced a lot of trauma which had a significant impact on my life. Um, so my life path, career path, didn't go in the way that I kind of anticipated or what sort of teachers were encouraging and et cetera, et cetera. But then sort of like many, many years down the line, sort of um, around the 40 year mark, <laughs> I began um, a business, very, very different to what I do now. But what that business did, uh, which was a retail business, was actually connect me back to my past. Because what I realized was, A, I still had parts of my past that I still needed to heal from. And B, I was so um, kind of like had this big calling to share my story to help other people. Because um, I experienced, like I say, significant sort of trauma mental health issues that ruled my life for you know many 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 years and I wanted to use that to like help other people and gradually I kind of really lost interest in my business because I, I just I don't want to sell products anymore I want to like help people through the experiences I've went through so kind of four years ago I, I sat down I wrote my book which was all about my journey so it's a memoir um, and literally my life has transformed in, in every way <laughs> possible. Uh, we can talk a bit more about that if you like, because if it's done that for me, I know it can do that for other people as well. And I've now got a business where I help support other people to tell their stories and write their books. So how, how do you think that were the benefits of actually writing this book? What, what, what do you feel to, to yourself? I mean, as a maybe even a personal development tool? It, I often say this, it's the best personal development tool I, that I know of. And I've done a lot of personal development because it's, I don't know if you've heard of the term shadow work, but it's a deep dive into shadow work. So shadow, we all have like our shadow parts and they're normally the parts of us that we're not, we don't really like, <laughs> that we don't want to look at and face. So the parts of us that we've pushed down for whatever reason. And when you when you write a book, but particularly I think if you bring elements of your story into it, you have no choice but to face these parts. Um, and that can that might sound a little bit brutal, but actually it, it, it isn't because it's by looking at those parts of ourselves that we've pushed down that we actually are able to heal from them. So for me personally, the number one thing my book did for me in that respect is to heal shame. So it's to release the shame, shame and guilt that I'd like held on to for years. I'd had, you know, like I say, significant mental health problems, which put me into hospital sometimes, taking medications. I'd had all kinds of therapies. 
uh, right from being, you know, age 15, I was put into a unit with other teenagers that were really struggling with their mental health. And I got um, sort of initiated into the adult psychiatric system. So I'm like very passionate about this side of things, but I see things very differently now. And that as much therapy as I had over the years, I moved, you know, quite a way forward, but it was the shame that kept me stuck. I had so much shame. And so in the lead up to writing my book, I had a period where I let this, my first business go. And I had a lot of quiet time because I really burnt out. And, and I could really tune into my, my intuition, you know, my inner voice. And it was telling me to write my story. You're going to heal from shame. Um, and, and that is absolutely what it did. So it freed me in so many, so many aspects. I can't tell you because there's a huge freedom when you can face those parts of you that you push down. So I don't know if anyone could, listening could identify with this, but I think a lot of us feel we've got parts of our life that you want to remain kind of a bit secretive about, things that maybe you've done or you've experienced that you don't feel that good about. And I think you can often feel like you're the only person that's ever gone through something like this. And I know that was definitely the case with me and I had, I was always very self-conscious. So I actually wrote, I wrote my book very honestly and that was something that was really remarked upon. But that, by being open about that and sharing that, literally was the antidote to, to the shame that I held on to. And it really like freed me sort of energetically, emotionally, mentally, physically even, um, to let go of a lot of my past. How do you think that honesty um, bit, like sort of, I, I suppose what you call it, not manifested, but it like sort of drove you forward as in how you wrote it on the page of being honest within that book because you could have just sort of made certain bits like less or or yeah. or just gone round the subject if that makes sense two two things for me and this is kind of like what I teach my author clients now is is to write the book as honestly as you can without obviously landing yourself and anyone else in hot water sort of legally with names places things like that as a guide people on that unless you can write the book as honestly as you can from your heart and your soul put everything into it how you're not able to a fully heal yourself because you're still not being honest with yourself you're still not in real sort of integrity so to speak with yourself because if I was only to write the book and share half the story I would probably get half the healing and also what would that message be giving back to my kind of like my subconscious mind it would be really laying a message again of, oh I can't trust I can't I can't tell my full story and if I can't tell my full story I've still got shame attached to that so it's kind of going to be very counterproductive but then also, how can you help other people unless you're prepared to really go out on a limb and be really honest? Because you're only giving someone half of the supply of help or supply of um, inspiration. I see everything mm. as being in like, there's a context for everything, very much a story. And unless you're going to give the full context, you're only sharing like a part of that. And I'm at, I guess I am an all or nothing person and it's like I want to 
if I'm going to write, sit down and write a book, I am going to do it thoroughly. I'm going to do it properly. And I'm going to, you know, share as much as I possibly can. Um, and I, I really, really believe in that. And if we can't be honest with ourselves first, then we're not really in a position to be helping other people to, you know, our absolute sort of capacity that we can. How did you almost cope with the backlash from other people from being so honest within a book? Because obviously there's people out there that might be might be family members or might be might be friends that would be even to a stage of being um, being in their in their insecurities in their own life as well as yeah. like being affected by this so how did yeah how, what sort of backlash did you get from this and what what sort of drove drove you forward for it so the one i i i knew again start start with yourself so i'll, I'll share it from my perspective but then this is what i would uh, you know guide other people with as well so look at where you are and where holding on to your story, maybe shame, guilt, fear, all of these things and keeping them sort of secret and not really sharing them. Where has that got you? And how much do you want to release that? How much do you want to free yourself? Okay. And then where possible, <laughs> ask for permission. So, and there's different ways you can write a story. So you can write very honestly and from your heart without um massively sort of putting the focus on other people and the thing to remember is it's your your version of the story take it say like take a, a life incidents everybody that's involved is going to have a different interpretation of that story so when you write a book you're coming from your your version you may want to share other people's interpretations as well depending on the book that you you know you do have the right to do that and and to do that for yourself especially if it's like for your own healing and to help others but I actually I wrote quite a lot about obviously my family my parents mainly when I was younger you know there was a lot of uh, quite a dysfunctional household at that point and I approached my parents I was very lucky because they were supportive of me and I appreciate that wouldn't be the case for everybody but I do know that I would have done it anyway if I hadn't have had their blessing because I absolutely had to for my own healing. But anyone who reads the book, it, it, again, it was the energy and the intention behind it. It was to help other people. It was to help me. So it's not written in a, in a kind of vengeful way or anything like that. It's telling the story of how I experienced it, the impact it had on me and how you could use this like version of events that could help other people. So my parents gave me their permission, their blessing. Um, and actually it's been like incredibly healing for all of us. We are much, much closer as a family unit now. Um, and I actually, my dad actually cried a bit. Well, my mum did a lot, <laughs> but my mum does anyway. We're both like really emotional, but it's my dad actually cried a bit as well. And neither of them actually recognised at the time what was going on and the impact it had on me and they still didn't to this day despite all what was going on but it was you know so I had their blessing so I do 
recommend other people, you know, get that if you can. But if you can't, I personally wouldn't have let that stop me because I know, again, look at the intention behind it, you know, and if someone else has really got a problem with it and you, you know, you've had the grace to, to say to them, look, this is what I want to do. You tell them why you want to do it. It's not just about sharing details, you know, sharing, um, revealing all. It is for a reason. And I think most people would understand that. But if they don't, then, you know, why is that? But you have to make that decision, really, of whether you want to do that anyway. Because I've also talked very honestly in my book about other things, sort of like therapies I had the experience I had with the NHS and, and the psychiatric system because if I'm not going to share that honestly and again it wasn't done from a place of like getting back at people or anything like that it was to educate other people and the number one thing for me as well about writing honestly is if you if you put yourself out there and say it how it was then you stop you can help other people from not feeling alone um, and for me that was one of the, the worst feelings because I always felt alone, because a lot of my um, journey was, was, you know, way back before we had the internet, or we had the access to like lots of different supports that we have now, there was, there was very little available at the time. And so I know what it's like to feel alone. And that was the number one driving force behind my book, that I didn't want other people to feel like that. So I was going to tell it as truthfully as possible. And I think if you're that connected to your, to your why and your purpose, that will drive you through anyway. I speak, yeah, I speak, I get very emotionally connected to your why and, and help people to look at what their why is and allow that to be the driving force for you. Do you think like your, your intent and your emotions have a lot to play in writing? I know that copywriters call it um, writing hot, don't they? When you're writing with like, like what you said with vengeance and writing with, things like that being passionate that yeah to drive somebody to something is yeah was that like a, a subconscious thinking behind it how do you think people should um write write in different yeah. ways i'd say it, it was subconscious but they're a very conscious decision as well i think with anything not just even writing the intention behind something it is pretty much everything because it's like the driving force behind something, isn't it? So if, for example, you were going to write a book and you were doing it from a place of, I'm going to get back on all the people in my life, da 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 da, da then obviously that energy is going to come through in the book. And, and I, I kind of do believe in karma. And it's kind of like if you put a book out there like that, then, you know, what you read, you also... But why would you be want to why would you want to be doing that in the first place? So it may be that, you know, if you do feel like that, if you're listening to this and you did feel like that, then have a look at that because to me that that symbolizes that there's a lot of healing that needs to take place. And it sounds like a lot of forgiveness and coming to terms with maybe grudges you've held on to and things like that. Um, and I certainly wouldn't recommend anyone writing from that place. I'd always do it from a place of wanting to either help yourself and or help other people um and I think I firmly believe if you you come from that intention you are not going to go far wrong but I do think that the sort of like more emotionally connected you are and I talk about having an ideal reader 
and someone you're writing that to. So all the time, whenever I write, I've always got a, an image firmly fixed in my head and I'm connecting with them. Who are they? What are they thinking? What do they need help with? You know, how can I help them? And really kind of speaking to that person, even when you're writing about your own experiences. So just as an example to elaborate on that, on the front of my book, there's a, an image of a young girl and the face has been taken out. So the book was called The Invisible Girl. Um, it was called that because that's how I grew up feeling invisible. Um, and it's actually a picture of me when I was about seven and the face was taken out. So it's a very sort of significant book cover and title, which people kind of got straight away. It kind of made quite an impact at the time. But it was, um, going off on a tangent now, and I forget what I was saying. I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> but it was, oh, yeah, but the, the intention behind it was to help, you know, help other people that might be feeling like that. So I visualised a younger, the younger version of me, 15-year-old, sitting in a bedroom at home, got the weight of the world on her shoulders, not knowing how to cope with life. Um, you know, and I wrote my book for that person to help that person. Oh, definitely. I think in conclusion, it's about writing a book to heal, but being in that place to heal as well. Um, yeah. Because obviously there's stages that you need to get to to yeah. get to that stage. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, I think I was kind of, <clears throat> toying with the idea of writing my book for quite a long time uh, very very subtly at first I read a book about 10 years before that it blew my mind the guy inspired the heck out of me and I just thought my god and again he'd read it very very honestly and I just thought you know what if you can get through that and share that what greater purpose in life is there than that and, and I just thought you know what there's nothing more in the world I want to do than be that sort of role model for people um, but it took me probably another 10 years to like really get that idea to sink in because lots was going on at the time I was a single mum I was yeah but much further back in my own healing journey so yeah you do need to get to the place where you're ready but also but then I say but then also when are you ever ready <laughs> because it's the actual writing of what I know now is the actual writing of it is, itself is deeply healing. So it's kind of like you have got to get to that point, but sometimes people just need a little push just to encourage them because, yeah, lots of doubts and fears can come up. Like you say, who, who might hurt, who might be judging me. But I feel like when you're that deeply connected to your reason why, it's not about you anymore. And I always say to like my clients, if you're far too much in your head, you're overthinking everything. Get back into your heart. Remember why you're writing this and who for and make it about them and not about you. And, you know, when you do that, it's so much easier to move forward with it. Thank you so much for joining me today, Samantha. Where can people find you? Where are your links and things like that? You're, you're welcome. Um, so I've got my website, which is www.samanthahoughton.co.uk um, my book's, book's available through my website or it's on Amazon um, there's another couple of books on there as well and I'm writing another one at the moment uh, I've also got my Facebook page mem uh, I think it's Samantha Houghton Memoir Mentor and Ghost Writer 
Um, but if you just Google Samantha Houghton, I use social media a lot, so it'll, it should come up. <laughs> Brilliant. Thank you so much again for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me.